the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Well, welcome to uh, uh, Cornerstone Radio. Uh, This is Pastor Ed, and I'm here with Blaine Nurse. And uh, John is not with us this evening, so uh, so it's just uh, Blaine and I. Our purpose uh, is to end the cycle of homelessness. Now, as we go through the program here a little bit, we'll explain a little bit what the cycles are. Uh, there's a there's a couple of them: getting off the street, uh, the drugs, the alcohol, and and those things that uh, keep people on the street. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about uh, our our plans for the future and how we plan to really put an end to this. And uh, it's a program we call The Next Step. And uh, so uh, I know Blaine, uh, well, let me let me give a little bit of background of, of where we're coming from. Uh, we're working off of, uh, of the vision that God gave to God, or God gave to, to John. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was uh, kind of held it into himself, and, and then he started telling me about it. And God began to work with me, and in terms of supporting John and helping him through uh, actually getting these things done. Uh, fortunately, I'd had a little bit of background on it, uh, of doing that. Uh, a friend of mine started a ministry for women coming out of prison, and so I counseled with her a lot as she uh, as she set up her program, which is mm. now very successful. So uh, that's where John put me. So John's kind of got the vision, and I'm kind of— helping him as, as we go through and put these things together. We've been at it for about five years now. Uh, we started out at uh, the park in El Cajon, and we were taking bananas and water. Mm-hmm. And all we were doing was going out there and sharing Christ, getting to meet people, making friendships and, and building relationships with them. And uh, then we started uh, Finding some of the sources to get them in off the street. Uh, we had one source that was uh, available to a number of them. We got, uh, I, we kind of debate this number. I think John says 200 and I say 100. So yeah. we'll call it 150, 175. Right. I, know, I know I'm way short because I didn't yeah. keep count, but it's around 150, 175 that we got off the street into a facility. Uh, and so God had led us into this, and he's, he provided for everything he said he would provide. Mm-hmm. What we're looking for now is our own facility where we can put this new, new uh, next step 
into practice. And the next step is to is to get them beyond the drugs, beyond the alcohol, get them jobs, start uh, helping them to be able to live a normal life and, and get off the street and not come back. One of the problems now is people uh, go through these rehab programs and uh, the programs work fine, but at the end of the program, where do they go? Right back on the street and they start the cycle all over again. So our goal is to break that cycle and get them off the street and do everything we can to help keep them off the street. Mm-hmm. And uh, so <clears throat> we've uh, the two two different scriptures, one in the Old Testament, I believe it's Deuteronomy, that says you'll always have the poor with you. And there's the uh, same scripture in the New Testament. Jesus told his disciples, you always have the poor with you. So we know we're not going to get everybody off the street. Mm-hmm. But we'll get those we can, and uh, those that are willing to work with us and and willing to go through uh, not just a recovery program but a restoring program, and uh, so that's what we're about. And I know we've covered this in bits and pieces, and I just thought I'd kind of put it together as what we're doing. Uh, Blaine, I know you had uh, you had a scripture you wanted to share, and, and uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about it. Oh man, I got a good scripture, of course. Praise God um, today. I got to say, you know, I, I did, I had that COVID-19 and it took me out for about three weeks. Praise God. Thanks. Thank you, everybody out there. It's amazing. The prayers that go out. Our Abba Father hears our prayers. I know all um, aren't healed. All don't survive. But um, our loving Father's got us in his arms and through the trials, he will be glorified. So, you know, I just want to agree with you, Pastor Ed. Um, you know, John had this vision. He's my brother-in-law. Um, he shared it with you. They shared it with me, and I, I shared it with you guys, the audience, uh, probably about two months ago. That you know, I went out there to support and to help. But once you build, like you said, Ed, once you build the relationships, and people are counting on you, and they're happy to see you, and they know you're bringing you're bringing food and you're bringing clothing, and we're not just showing up there for the week, Pastor. I mean, five years. And we have seen a lot of people get off the streets, getting into their own places, their trailers, uh, some and in, in, in definitely getting uh, into the sober living um, options that we have around here. And so we are seeing lives changed. And uh, so we are in 100% agreement there. I'm very thankful to be back. I feel good. I was able to get to the park on Saturday. And I, I, I know that today, without, without that bro of mine, without John here, um, Ed and I will be talking a little bit about the stories of what we have seen done, how we've seen lives change. They really have, folks. And um, where they used to just show up for some food and water, now they're helping. Um, they're unloading. They're, they're very, very hungry for the Word. And this scripture that I have, Ed, mm-hmm. you know how I've been putting challenges out there. Yeah. I have been putting challenges out there to my friends and to you guys to encourage you. Well, today— the challenge is for us. And I don't need, I haven't even told you about this, Ed, but this challenge is for us. Here we go. Okay, brothers and sisters, I am going to read to you out of Matthew chapter 28, verse 16. Many of you know that as the Great Commission. Jesus, he says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him. Some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, Here's Jesus' words. He said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. 
Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe the things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's a woohoo right there. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> um, the challenge for us at Pastor Ed is um, we've been talking to the group out there about another baptism coming up. Yes. You know, we, we praise God. God God's going to produce the fruit. We're just, uh, just here raising our hands saying, here I am, use me. So the encouragement or the challenge for us at Cornerstone is I've been talking, well, I did get sick, but um, we've been talking about having another baptism out there. Folks, I got to tell you, um, those that are on the streets, they are homeless and they do not have any shelter. They have nowhere to put their clothes. They do have those baskets that they carry around. They can't just leave those, jump in a car and go get baptized at the beach where many of us have been baptized or at a pool. So what God had put on Pastor Ed's heart a very long time ago is we got bottles of water. You know, we're, we're not submersing them, but you know what? We can still baptize them over their, their, their heads in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So the challenge is for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have compassion. Yes. You know, Jesus had compassion for the multitudes. And these folks, not everybody, because not all of our brothers and sisters and cousins and aunts and uncles are hungry about Jesus, but there's many folks out there in the park that just, they want to hear the word. And you know what You know what I saw last weekend? You know, I got there, and one of the women there that helps with the clothing, um, and I've talked about her before because she's so joyful. Her name is Mary. And I got there, and Mary's, she's getting clothes. She's shopping not only for herself. She's thinking about others. And she had so many clothes, she couldn't put them in the bag. And so I go, Mary, Mary, let me, let me help you. And so I held that bag for her, and she just filled that bag up. And so not only was she getting clothing for herself, but she was getting clothing for her friends that, that didn't make it. Yes. And, and maybe when she goes and shares with her friends and says, hey, I got this, this clothing from the park, from Cornerstone, um, you know, and, and I want to give them to you. You know, um, we know that it's, it's in the name of Jesus. Oh, it, it's in the name of Jesus. Yeah, she, uh, she's done that quite a bit. We have a couple that do that. Gina, who we had on this uh, show, does that. She, she uh, as she goes throughout the week, she is uh, involved with different groups out there. Mm-hmm. And so when she comes in on Saturday, she picks up clothes and takes them back out, distributes those throughout the week. Uh, so they have, they have compassion for one another as well. Yeah. And you're right there. They do. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, and and so so my encouragement because again now this challenge is and again yes I've been sick Pastor Ed's uh, been away um, we're back you know we'll have Brother John you know he'll be there tomorrow at the park um, is that you know what let's just do what we've been called to do we've been called to do this uh, there's no doubt in my mind or yours oh, absolutely yes we're building relationships we're building friendships people have been accepting Jesus praise God he gets all the glory. Um, but I believe that we need to just, I want to encourage now the audience and just say, hey, listen, audience, brothers and sisters in Christ, um, when Jesus says, all authority has been given to me under heaven and earth, and then his next words were, go, therefore, and make disciples. So not only do we need to make those disciples, we need to baptize those disciples. And then in verse 20, it says, teaching them to observe all things. We got to teach them, you know. That word's going forth. There's so much power in the Word of God, as you all know. 
And so what I want to encourage now our audience is, you know, we've been called the homeless ministry. Um, I want to encourage you. you got to hear me on this, you guys. Um, whatever you've been called to do, whether you're going to go take a meal down the street, whether you're going to go take care of mom at home who's, who's getting elderly, whatever you are called to do, go. Just go, please. Just go, therefore, and make disciples. You know, I, I was I – was, I was in my study group this morning. Um, we had a couple men in there, and they. I said, you know, there's. He he didn't know what his his purpose was, though he made it through five rehabilitations. He's been t- clean for two years. He has more joy for the Lord than I do, and he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. And I said, well, listen, Jesus raised someone from the dead. And I asked this gentleman who's been studying with me for about five years. I said, do you remember the name? He said, Lazarus. I said, yes. Jesus called him out of the grave. I said, man, when the when the Leaders, uh, the Sadducees, Pharisees were looking at Jesus. They were sneering at Lazarus. He didn't do anything wrong. No. But they're, they're like, that's the dude. That's the guy that was rose from the grave. His life was a witness. He didn't go out and talk to nobody. He didn't do nothing. He was a friend of Jesus, but he was rose from the grave. And people would look at him and say, that was the guy. You know, so for the person we're talking about, it's like, that's the guy. Drugs and alcohol had his life for ever lost his family, lost his home, lost his business. Um, but then for all of us, but God, he's not through with us. But God, but God is a great yeah. statement to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Right? So the encouragement to you, um, brothers and sisters, is let's go wherever you go. If you want to help with this ministry, please help with this ministry because we can, we can, we'll give you testimony, Lord willing, because we can't produce the fruit. Um, he does. He already has. But I know that when we've had baptisms, remember the, the, the real big one? Oh, yeah. We were going to baptize, I think, two people that day, and it ended up being five, which, you know, they learn what they're being baptized in, inviting Jesus into their heart. Praise God. And so I believe in my heart that when, when we get to do this baptism, Lord willing, very, very soon, we'll talk to him about it tomorrow. But I've seen, G, I've seen God produce fruit Every single time. People are like, well, what are you guys doing? And what do you mean being baptized? What's this born-again stuff or forgiven, saved by grace? Some of these people, they, they just need to hear what's in these words, in this book. Right. And um, so that's a challenge for us. I can't wait to yeah. get back here yeah. and let our audience know. Yeah, you know, one of the, one of the complaints I, I, I got over our baptism was the fact that they're supposed to be dunked. Yeah. Well, if you go back into history, you find out at Jesus' day, water was a premium. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there wasn't always water around to dunk. And so they did the sprinkling. They did the like we do, the pouring over the head. Yeah. But they used water uh, very cautiously. Yeah. So they're all saved. Yep. I mean, uh, salvation is not based on baptism. That's right. Yeah. Baptism is a, is a, a showing or it's a witness. That you receive Christ, mm-hmm. and uh, but I, you know, there's something happens at uh, at the time when people are baptized. When we baptized out there, there were the couple that just were hallelujah and all over the place. Yeah, so, so it does have a, a spiritual effect on people. Yep, but uh, but they had already given their life to Christ. They yep. were already saved, but they just wanted the the rest of the homeless out there, the rest of the world, to know that they had given their life to Christ. Amen. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. And, and you know, 
when Gina got baptized, I mean, it just seemed like she just had more power. Oh, yeah. I mean, when we accept Jesus, you know, we got all the power in the universe. You know, the whole, same Holy Spirit that hovered over the waters of creation <clears throat> comes into us, you know? Yes. But, but her ministry kind of started beginning when she was baptized. Yes. For some of you that don't know exactly what Gina did, we didn't cover this in the interviews. That's right. But Gina uh, got uh, about six or seven of the homeless together, and we started going around taking areas, started with the park, and cleaning them up. Yep. And they would meet the next week. We went over to a place uh, uh, where they'd all gathered along the side of this building and cleaned them up. Gina's, Gina's kind of a tough tough little lady. There was a big, big tall guy started as, what are you doing with my stuff? Oh, and she no. said, you're not cleaning it up? We're going to. And the oh, guy my. just said, okay, and stood there. So, but uh, we did that. We did a uh, a uh, on Second Avenue, the mall down there where Goodwill is. Mm-hmm. Went down through those parking lots and cleaned them up. So she inspired people to get out and start uh, start giving back to the community. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm with you. I'm with the Bible. I'm with you on you know we are not saved by baptism, folks. We all know this. And we are empowered when we accept the, the Lord Jesus Christ in our life. Amen. But when it says that it's like, as I look at my wedding band, I say, well, it's like a wedding band. It's like a, a marriage. You know, you're, you're pretty committed. But it seems that I, what I've seen personally is that that baptism um, seems to enhance or enrich or heighten the, the commitment level. Absolutely. It, it, and I just got to give one more witness. It's nothing to do with the homeless, but I'm a really proud grandpa. Um, my uh, 12-year-old granddaughter, we got to baptize her last month or last summer, and uh, she was used. God produced some fruit through her life uh, last weekend. She invited a bunch of friends to church, and some friends uh, wanted to accept Jesus and keep coming back. And I'm like, doesn't get any better than that. No, it doesn't. So go ye therefore, whatever it is. I, it'd be almost incredible if we could take phone calls someday, Ed, and, and people could call in and say, well, you know— I, does this make a difference, or does that make a difference? And in really most cases, Ed, it's yes. Yes. It's yes. Oh, and, and I was going over that point, but I didn't want to interrupt you on um, the things that Jesus did say. Um, we know what Jesus said when he rounded up those commandments. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your brothers yourself. And that's what I was able to share with my men's study this morning is – you don't have to make it difficult, folks. Love your Lord, your God. You're mm-hmm. saved by grace. Love him. We'll praise him for eternity. You know, we'll praise him over here on earth, at Pastor Ed, and we'll praise him for eternity for what oh, yeah. he has done for us. Um, but then we just got to love each other. Yeah. And for us, we get to love on those homeless. Yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, uh, I wanted to comment on one thing here because here, here's something I have seen. And we try to uh, we try to do a little bit of scripture so we can uh, with the whole group uh, mm-hmm. individually we share a lot of scripture with people around. But in the in the this Matthew twenty eight there's one there's a sentence here. In fact, it's in the last verse thirty that I think we tend to forget because I have found numbers of people who have been baptized. And then they just kind of wander around, and finally they nothing happens, and and they end up, you're really not sure whether they're saved or not because they don't they're not doing anything. But yeah, I want to emphasize on this: teach these new disciples to obey all the commands. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's where we lose it sometimes. Yeah. We try to do it with the homeless out there when they're baptized. I know you, you've got a, a good little sheet you go through with them before we baptize so they know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they usually uh, will talk with them afterwards and and try to make sure they understand. But they'll come out there and ask questions. And uh, sometimes you, you one that was baptized, uh, I know I've tried to pull them aside and share scripture just to kind of help them move along in their uh, in their new life. But uh, that is a part of the <clears throat> that is a part of the Great Commission. It sure is. You, you don't baptize them. Don't get them saved and then walk away. Yeah, they're yours for eternity. <laughs> That's right. In in that that um, that's really funny. Being a pastor there, Ed, um, God is, works on all of us differently. Gives us all different levels of that patience that we need sometimes. Yeah. But it sure takes a lot of patience and a lot of long suffering. And as we, as you and I, and our 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 brothers and sisters that are listening, as we do say. Here I am, Lord, use me. Um, and we do go, again, wherever that might be. He will equip us. Isn't it amazing? I mean, yeah. he's equipped us to go out there and just really love on the homeless. I, I, you, you just, it, it's, it's a God thing. So, so whatever it might be, he will equip you. He will bless you. And, you, and we will grow. You know, yeah. these, these folks, they have no idea. They're changing our lives. Yes. We're, we're out there feeding and getting them water and feeding them with the word, but they're changing our hearts. God's using them, Ed. They're, they're changing our hearts. Yeah. Yep. We, we had one lady that works with us and uh, been a Christian for a long time, and she's sat on the board at the church and everything. Very nice lady. But she come telling us that uh, she was at a gas station, and this woman next to her was having some problems, so she went over and talked to her and was able to share Christ with her. Oh, and she wow. says, I've never done that before. Huh. But when you're out there and you're sharing Christ, it becomes a habit. I like the judgment where Jesus says, you've done all these things for me. Yeah. And they say, when did we do that? Yeah. It becomes so much a part of your life that you don't really think about it. That's so true. And uh, I, I just love that statement. When did we do that? Mm-hmm. And I think when we get in front of Jesus and he says, hey, you shared Christ with some people and they came came into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how many times we're going to say, when did we do that? When did we do that? Because he does get all the credit. We yeah. know that. But man, sometimes you don't even know. Even after a teaching, you teach something, and somebody might come up and say, that was the greatest teaching I ever heard. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. i got to reflect back on what we said. But the God's spirit. Yeah. God's well, you love. know, when you're preaching, uh, preaching always touches somebody. That that statement that God's word goes out and never comes back void Amen. and it accomplishes everything it's supposed to is a true statement. Yep. Because I've had, and I admit it, some bad sermons. <laughs> <laughs> and. And you have somebody come up and say, hey, I really enjoyed that. That really spoke to me. Yeah. And you think that message was for that person. Yep. You didn't like it, but it touched their heart. It's God's word. Yep. It's God's love. Jesus' love. And uh, go there for folks. Go there for We can't wait to uh, give some uh, praise reports to you guys. Mm. Something's happening every day in our lives. But it I is. can't wait with the homeless. I can't wait to get back next week and see what God's going to do and, and share with our audience. Yeah. Are you going to say the closers, the closing? Uh, yeah. We don't have John, folks, so we got, we got to <laughs> wing it over here. We're, we're kind of winging it today. I'm putting the pressure on Ed. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. 
Well, we want to thank uh, our sponsors. We have uh, Javier with Sombrero's Food, Mexican Food, mm-hmm. uh, that sponsors us. He's been very good to us. In fact, he's been on the program and talked what it's like to be a, and why he would sponsor something like this. So it was a good interview. So you might want to go back and look at that sponsor. The Goodwill has uh, has sponsored us and provided clothes for us. Um, and the, the El Cajon Wesleyan Church, uh, they've they've uh, they've worked with us very well, and they they do some of the financing of the things we do out on Saturday. Uh, so we'd like to thank all of them, and uh, we do appreciate their efforts. And uh, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a little pitch here because we really need more sponsors. Yeah. We we uh, I talked about our goal of doing the next step. We need some financing for that. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there and you have some money you'd like to uh, send our way, we would be glad to accept it. Now, we take no wages. So whatever you send, whatever you send goes to the homeless, and it goes to the facilities or it goes to whatever we need to care for the homeless. So don't be shy. Don't be bashful. Um, add us to your uh, to your list of donations, charitable organizations. We're a 501c3, so it's tax deductible. Mm-hmm. And we thank you for being with us tonight, and uh, and uh, so we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.